man, it has been a minute. Uh, a really hot one. <laughs> a really hot minute. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. Yeah, I haven't liked this minute very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're just gonna start right off with that. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it's been it's been a while since we've yeah. been here. I've actually all day knowing that we're gonna actually Actually, 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 yeah. actually, actually. <laughs> knowing we were going to come back to the mic and to record something, uh, what I do is I think of titles, episode titles, before we ever have a conversation. <laughs> okay, but I don't think you should say it out loud. No, I'm just I think telling you, you that's how. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, you'll say, this is what my title was that I was thinking. But the problem is, I think my influence what I'm going to talk about. So I know, like, but I don't want to be influenced. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're such an influencer. Um, <laughs> if, only. if only. Our minute wouldn't have been so hot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it has been a long time. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a long time since we've done this. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Yeah. None of them are probably any good. <laughs> I mean, if you talk about, you know, making excuses for things, you know, then you can kind of just swipe away any excuse as invalid. <laughs> the point is we just didn't. That That's the point. We just haven't podcasted in a long time. Yeah, yeah. But it's probably your fault. Oh, it's 100% my fault. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even, I, I've been telling you that, that it's, it's me. I have mental issues. <laughs> so... <laughs> My my emotions are broken. <laughs> so <laughs> we, um, so yeah, not much podcasting has been done. So yeah, um, let's drink. <laughs> so, <laughs> we are actually recording a night podcast. Um, it's about six p.m. So you know, I don't even. It's not even like one of our normal like midday. You know, drink a.m. podcasts. Mm -hmm. So we're just yeah. yeah so cheers, cheers to you. We're uh, we're back to some uh, uh, one of our one of our favorite summery wines, and it is definitely not summer. No, we're gonna but... we're gonna usher it in tonight <laughs> with this class. Yeah, of wine. this is a Mary Hill Rosé of Sangiovese. Oh. Is that how you say it? Sangiovese? Is it Vesi? I I don't think I would have said Rose, it at all. Rosé of Sangiovese. <laughs> yeah, probably that's probably how I would have said it. So. Anyway, cheers to you. Mm. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, and I, and I think we like it because it's not a real rosé. Well, it is a real rosé, but it doesn't taste like any other rosé we've no, ever tasted. I thought I liked rosé. Because, because, yeah. because we always drink this one. But yeah. it's a sweeter rosé, for sure. Yeah. Um, not near as dry, you know. Look at us. My pinky's in the air as I'm talking Ooh. about this. <laughs> so, uh, the snubbery. Yeah, we've, so, we've probably had this one on the podcast before, but oh, we totally um, have. Because let's be honest, we're not very you know adventurous. I, I don't know about adventurous is the right word. <laughs> we're not very creative when it comes to our drinks. We kind of like we know what we like, and then yeah. we just do that. So yeah. Um, also, being you know nomadic as we still are, you know that at least hasn't changed. Um, I mean, our whole living situation has changed, yeah. but we're still nomads. We can get to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we just, you know, um, we don't have a ton of space to, to have a lot of, like a full liquor cabinet. So we can't just yes. be whipping up fancy new drinks all the time. Mm -mm. We just got the basics. We've got a pretty healthy liquor cabinet <laughs> for being in a small space like this. It's just not enough to be whipping up fancy drinks no, all the time. we don't have all the, 
all the, the mixers, the mixers and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. we, we kind of make what we can with what we have and don't right. get too adventurous. There's always gin. There's always gin. There's always gin in the Travis house. <laughs> <laughs> um, this podcast is going to be uh, different on a number of levels than what mm-hmm. we had previously been doing. One, it's different because we're actually doing it, so that's different. <laughs> um, but also, because I don't have our studio completely <laughs> installed yet, no. and so we are using one of our older backup mics, and so it probably sounds a little weird, and things hum in the truck, and echo weird and all that kind of stuff. Which, so, which brings up one of the excuses that we've had about yeah. podcasting. Um, we, cause I, I was podcasting for my podcast yeah. show as well. Yep. And we struggled so much in this nomad life thinking, Oh, this will be great. We just podcast on the road. Yeah. But which is fine when you and I do, we can handle a little bit of that. But what we can't handle on mine was any kind of noise. It just, and controlling noise in that our pod was like beyond possible. Difficult. Yeah. And, um, then it's not got, as important in this this episode or this podcast that we do, but right. in yours it was super important. Yeah. But this this one, once we get our other mics um, set up, I think we can really dial in a lot anyway. Yeah. Because it's uh, a lot more soundproof from the outside world. Sure. Um, there's still going to be internal noise in here that yeah. we're never going to get away from because of the way we live. Yeah. Does um, anybody care about that? I don't know. I'm making you know, justifications for how <laughs> shitty this is going to sound. There, I did it. First cuss word. You did. I was just thinking, ooh, I need to drop an F-bomb, but <laughs> but I haven't gotten around to it. So uh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Maybe yeah. I can go a whole episode without dropping an F-bomb. No, because I'm going to, because I want to talk about my unfuck your mind <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. card deck there, that You I just did. dropped the first F-bomb, yes, too. There we go. <laughs> Uh, well, it's no. kind of a U word, unfuck. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. You still have room to drop the... Yeah, you dropped a six-letter word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so... your county. <laughs> <laughs> I do math quicker than you do. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we... I mean, I don't know about you. I have no agenda for this conversation. I was just mm. kind of thinking, let's, let's just... I mean, part of it for me was... If Let's just get back on the mic again. If you'd let me tell you my ideas for oh, a Jesus. title, then we you know, have an agenda. I do. <laughs> do we, is that what you want? Do you want an agenda? No. I just you just want to say your title. No. I Okay, just do it. It's just like, this is like Christmas or your birthday or anything else. Nobody can give you a gift without you having to figure out what it is for yourself. And you can't uh, give a gift to anybody else without being like, just open it early. Just open it because you can't stand somebody not knowing. So by all means. No, I actually think it will make it more interesting, like a teaser to <gasps> how crazy is this episode going to oh, be? Yeah. Oh, one other thing I have to say before we get into that too. I am totally stuffed up tonight, so I'm all nasally. Oh, we're all excuses. I know. I know. Yeah. Oh, believe me. The excuses have just begun. I said earlier that you could just kind of swipe away because they're all just excuses. It doesn't mean I'm not full of them. So I am completely <laughs> up to my brim I don't know what that means. Filled to the brim. <laughs> I'm doing something up here at my forehead with my hand, um, with excuses. So anyway, all right, go ahead. Shoot, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm already pouring my second glass of wine here. So yeah, um, no, the the two that I kind of small dialed in, uh, in my. Ooh. That's that's kind of that's a some ASMR right there. <laughs> <laughs> Do some of this now. What's that? Don't. <laughs> it's like 
nails on a chalkboard for <laughs> oh, that's podcast the, listeners. That's what they do with the ASMR. They just kind of like touch the microphone. What is stuff. ASMR? It's a whole, like, it's not dirty. It's a, well, I don't <laughs> no, think so I anyway. <laughs> I haven't seen, maybe there's some part of it. You know what? If it exists, there's something that's dirty about it. But anyway, no, it's just like super quiet, right up in the microphone stuff and soft, breathy talking and like, like nails this. on it. And, <laughs> and it's supposed to be like super relaxing to people. Gotcha. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could just be hearing that and then, uh, you know, thinking that for myself and somebody else could be like, no, that's totally a fucking kink. You know, I don't know. So well, there was the F-bomb. Well, you already did it. No, no, no. Mine so, was a six-letter oh, okay. word. Remember? It was so, you no, know, mine was a, a seven. <laughs> yeah. But it was so. the other end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead with So your... either... The title, my title ideas was either, were either, was either. Was either, were either. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm not far enough into the wine. Um, either we got lost. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Or death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah. I think both of those are good. I think both of those are good. I liked my thing though. What was your thing? What I, I said to, to my friend Ryan. And I was like, you know, the whole death by a thousand paper cuts thing. Well, we're at about 687. No, we've gone up. We're 853. <laughs> no, because we're not, we're not. I, and that, okay. What I was saying <laughs> in my thing that I said to my friend <laughs> was that we're about 687. And so not enough to kill us, but it fucking sucks. <laughs> so um, I was like. I wish they'd either just go all the way to a thousand and finish the job or back off. Give us a break, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. So, no, no. I yeah. get it. I still think it's like 853. Uh, okay, but... so can I just ask something? What? Are we... Is this who we are? Are we like... We're those people. Seriously. Are we those people? Like, anytime anybody listens to us or hangs out with us or gets around us, it's always just mm-hmm. like, good mm-hmm. God, what went wrong this time? Debbie Downer. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I don't think that we, like, just complain about everything. I don't think. No, but, but okay, I I've thought about that, we actually. There's, like, a ton of shit that happens to us that I don't understand, like, how we're mad Oh, I understand it. it. Um, you do understand it? That's I understand just... it. I just don't know how to stop it. Um, but <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I mean, hindsight's a beauty because we can see how we get to those things, right? Um, you the geese? Yeah, I can. <laughs> I just had to stop. Yeah, at least so, we're in a cool spot, right? Yeah, now. we are. I'll, I'll say where we are. Um, we are at Riverside State Park, yeah. Bowl and Pitcher, yeah. um, campground, and. For the month of February, we were hosting, camp hosting there, right. which gives us a free place to stay, right, right. and we'll explain how we, how that all happened. But um, right now, we're not staying for free um, in the month of, month of March, but we will for April. Right. So, and we have a reason for sticking around town. So, um, that we'll get to, which is a paper cut. Um, <laughs> well, but, that was a that was a series of paper cuts. Oh, it was just, a series of paper yeah. cuts, but, um, but. Uh, I thought a lot about this because I don't, I didn't want to come on today and record an episode of, oh shit, there's the Travis's again, the woe is me, like (laughs) your life, you know? Um, but at the same time, I was thinking about how much is out there on social media 
in regards to nomad life, van life, like living on the road, working from your yeah. caravan, whatever. And, uh, and it's just this, it's always so beautiful and breathtaking and, um, painted very magically. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, which was pretty much the vision I had in my head. Oh yeah. Me, t- me when 100%. We drove away from the house. Yeah. And, um, so I thought, good God. Why did we do that? <laughs> so, I, so I thought about it. And I'm like, I don't necessarily just want an episode that's like all the things that went wrong or all the hardship or anything like that. Yeah. But had I listened to somebody talk about the reality of van life, of nomad life, um, might we have avoided some things? Might we have done some things differently? Might we have been a little bit more mentally prepared. I don't know. We might have still forged ahead and not cared. Know, or we I might am, not have listened because we might have thought if I, I am listened so to that. fucking bullheaded stubborn though that I just think ah we can do whatever. We can I mean No, it's not bullheaded and stubborn. It's you are so optimistic. And chronically optimistic. Yeah. Until you're not and then it's <laughs> Oh this is true. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think that chronic optimism gets us into a lot of trouble because mm-hmm. I just think that we can just push through whatever. We can just like, oh, we can. That's not going to be us. We can just do this. Oh, mm-hmm. we can just do this. Oh, we don't have to be careful here. We can just. That reminds me. Oh no! Can I tell you about the craziest dream I had this morning? Okay. Oh my God! It was a crazy dream. And I know it has to do with a whole lot of things that are going on in our life. Um, I know this is kind of like, a, we just totally rabbit trailed, but we don't have a set agenda. Mm-mm. And for some reason, <clears> I <throat> just now remembered it. Um, yep. And you know me, I don't usually remember my dreams. No, you don't. Yeah. I'm the one who does. Yeah. So Mine this forecast the future. This, oh Jesus, I hope not. Okay. So dream opens and I am in our, in our house, in our truck house. Okay. Okay. But we're on on the edge of like this steep road, oh, like a really steep road. That's like my worst and it has, dream ever. And it's covered in snow. Oh, like I can't even see I'm, the road. I'm gonna have a panic attack. I, before I'm like you're done. I'm like nosed up to the edge of the road, and I can't even see the the road, like the 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 edge of the hill, and I can't even see the road below. That's how steep it is. Nobody's with me. It's just me. But I'm like, oh yeah, I could totally make that. <laughs> like, Your internal optimism. Yeah, yeah, this is why I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of this right now. And so I just like slowly start going over the edge of this. And I remember like the whole tilting thing and then just looking straight down this hill. And then of course I start picking up speed going down the hill. And I'm like, ah shit, I really should have downshifted. But I'm like laying into the brakes now because, and the, and the tires are just skidding. I mean, this is like super realistic, right? And, uh, and I am picking up speed faster and faster. And then I end up going like through this tunnel kind of thing. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know if we're too tall to fit through there, but I made it through there. And then everything went to shit and totally like rolled the truck and all that kind of stuff. And I remember being thrown out of the truck and I'm laying there and I'm looking at it, but it's not our truck. It's like one of those little like Volkswagen van conversions. And that's all of a sudden the home that we were in, you know, mm-hmm. and it's beat up and all that kind of stuff. Cause I just rolled it. And then like 
there's the EMTs are there and they're putting me on a gurney and they're start and then and I'm and I'm just remember like in my dream I'm like super like foggy and I can't like like I, I can't keep my eyes open in my dream right and I guess because I'm super hurt or something right and the the EMT some woman don't recognize her just some woman in my dream gets down and looks at me and she says you've been drinking haven't you and she's like I knew it you're a drunk driver you've been drinking and and in my dream I'm like I haven't been drinking I haven't been drinking and driving and so I'm like and, and she's got like her hand on my shoulder she's like pushing on me like she's like aggressive right and so Are you I, Karen? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> and so in my dream I'm like trying to swipe her hand away but I can't I'm like all foggy and groggy and all that and I'm like, I'm like, who are you? Who are you? you know, because I'm, and then I, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I probably sound drunk right now because I can't make words and I get, you know, all this, you know, so I'm worried about looking drunk when I wasn't drinking at all. And then all of a sudden, full blown stroke. Like I can feel my body like pushing in on itself. My tongue is hanging out the side of my mouth and I, I'm in my dream. I'm like, help me, help me, like, like that kind of thing, right, and I wake up, and I am in, like, a, like, it's hard to breathe, like, I, I woke up, and I was just, like, and it just felt like I had this pressure on me, like, like, a physical pressure on me, that's how intense the fucking dream was. Were you having a heart attack in your sleep? I don't think so. <laughs> that, what a dream! What a dream. And it it's incorporating yeah, don't our even, truck. Don't even, no. It's, inco I mean, what was going on, you know, what happened with your mom, what happened, I mean, like, you know, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't drink and drive, so it wasn't incorporating drinking and driving, but the, there was something about that, like that, that aggressive EMT, like angry with me, you know, because I had, you know, wrecked a vehicle and anyway, fucking wild. Like crazy fucking wild. Okay. Um, Do you want to so. hit stop now? Or that we're done with? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I okay. think though, like I'm not, I'm not going to try to interpret the dream at all. I feel like we've been living at that level of intensity. Yeah. Yeah. For months. Yeah. Like I think that dream was just a like. It, it was just a manifestation of the intensity that we have been living in. What yeah. are you, you're pulling up something on your Well, phone. I wanted to see the date of our, our last episode because oh. um, I'm kind of like, what what did we talk about last? Like, yeah. where, where were we? Um, give me just a second here. Okay. September 1st. Jesus, it has been a long time. Yeah. Um, so like quick timeline after that uh in october we sold the gladiator that we were traveling we sold in. it in, in october yeah okay and uh we sold it back to the dealership and um that we bought it from okay so that sounds asinine sounds asinine well, we, that we would pay cash for a brand new vehicle and then we would turn around and sell it back to the the dealership well okay I'm just yeah, saying, yes, from, from anybody listening knew, to us, that we, sounds awesome. We should talk about why we did that. Well, what... It's not going to make it any better. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to speak. Um, uh, 
we when we bought the Gladiator, yeah, it, we knew that all of our build money was sitting inside the Gladiator. It was yeah, and uh, I think we walked away paying eighty eighty five thousand something like that for the Gladiator. We should not say that out loud. Well, we it had everything to keep us safe on the road that we were expecting to need. We paid cash for it with a trade-in of our Jeep. I cannot believe we paid that much yeah. money for a vehicle. Um, blah. Um, <laughs> you, realize, you just said that out loud? No, I know. And you were like, huh. Huh. <laughs> We We made a conscious choice then that we were we were at a crossroads. This was the very first of a series of paper cuts. Um, that one we might have, you know... <laughs> Well, okay, no, just let me okay. let me talk, for fuck's sake. Um, this is a two-way street, by I the way. I understand so that, I'm but I feel like I can't thoughts. finish a sentence. <laughs> we, um, when the when the Jeep broke down three miles into the beginning of this journey, right. um, <clears throat> we knew what we had gone through with that Jeep um, as a used vehicle, and we walked onto the lot, and after everything we'd gone through with them repairing it, we said... No, it has to be a new vehicle because now we're living out of it and uh, they didn't have a Wrangler. So our only, a brand new Wrangler. Yeah. And so our only option was to look at the gladiators and we were like, this is not what we want. And, uh, but they were willing to do the trade-in of our last vehicle, give us what we paid for it yeah. um, initially. So I do want to interject. It was not eighty some thousand dollars. No, it was. It was less than that. Yeah, it was a it lot, was. but it was less. It than was that. less than that. Yeah. Um, but uh, we uh, we were going around and around, and we just were not settling on a vehicle. And uh, and the sales guy Edgar um, at Dishman Dodge, um, <laughs> <laughs> our favorite car salesman. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. But um, he took us Edgar um, Arana. Yeah, he took us onto the sales floor. And he said, well, there's one more. It's probably totally out of your, you know, idea of what you want to do. But we just thought gladiators were like the ugliest yeah, Jeep we did not like make. Them at all. Yeah. And, uh, but we walk in and this <laughs> gladiator is the one you've seen on our social media. It was like everything we would have done to a vehicle, yeah, yeah, but already done, done for yeah. us. And so, uh, um, we have told this story. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, we made a conscious decision at that time that all of our build money was now going into this vehicle because... And we were putting the build on hold. And we were putting the build on hold. Indefinitely. Because we now were homeless and we needed to know that we weren't going to break down in the middle of somewhere. Right. And uh, this was our security blanket for that. Right. Um, we loved the Gladiator. Oh my gosh, we fell in love with that truck. Fell in love with it so, so hard. hard. <laughs> so hard. We were like, uh And we got to this We were point. a thruple. We were. It was you, me, and the gladiator. <laughs> gladiator. And, and nobody knew who was more important. <laughs> no. We were all equally, no. yeah. equally together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Are um, we queer now? God, that's disrespectful. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's Why? a fucking I just, truck. No, I just want to no, belong. No, 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 don't. Don't. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, we start, we go off on this journey just like fast forward and uh, my business is not doing what I expected it to do while we were out there. Okay. It wasn't doing what you were expecting it to do. It wasn't, I mean, we knew that you were just teetering on the precipice of amazement yeah. <laughs> when we sold the house. Well, that's I, what we I knew. I was actually like, holding deep down. Like I we was knew hol it. holding back. 
clients because I could yeah. not work full time <laughs> and take on um, the yeah. clients that I could have taken on at the time. So I really went into it thinking, okay, once I'm not working, um, then it'll just happen. And once you're not working, you're nine to five. Right, my yeah. nine to five. Right. Once you're free to put all of your attention on your business, mm-hmm. it'll take off like a right. rocket ship. Right. Yeah. And I was holding back all this content and all this stuff I wanted to write and talk about yeah. everything and all the work I wanted to do. I was just holding it all back until we did this. And um, it was like, I, I'm, I still don't understand all the whys, but it just did not do what I needed it to do. And so we, between that and how expensive it was to live out of a camper trailer versus what we have now. Um, because you can't just park anywhere. We've talked about this on previous episodes, all of the hurdles that we were up against. So we had three to four days in which we could be completely off grid. And then we're, we're back to paying for something. Right. Right. And so you bleed through money pretty quick. Um, so, uh, long story short, we got to a point where we said we have to make a shift. Well, it was, it was, I mean, it was kind of a money thing, you know, there was certainly was a consideration, but it wasn't like, I mean, like we weren't in a place of like, we have to make a change. It was, there were multiple factors that were involved. Mm-hmm. The other was that, I mean, it was just hard to, yeah. to find places to stay all the time. And um, we couldn't, we didn't want to put the money into the R-Pod that would have helped us in that. Yeah. And so in order, it, we were at a crossroad of needing to decide, is it time to build? And um, do we start moving in that direction? In order to make that decision, we had to sell the Gladiator. Yeah, because, well, I, I remember this conversation that we had where we were like, uh, we have this beautiful truck that we are both very in love like, with. Like, can we do this without selling the Gladiator? <laughs> in the in the R-Pod, which we were fine with. I mm-hmm. mean, it was like, it, it had it. Actually, I loved living in the R-Pod. I didn't love, st- like, finding places to stay in the R-Pod. I didn't like burning um, through money finding places yeah. to stay. Um, and so, uh, anyway, one of the things we talked about is like, is we, we got to this point where we were like, this is not what we set out to do. Like, we we have this really cool thing, but that wasn't the plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe we need to get back to the plan again. And that's when we said, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's sell the Gladiator. Let's, uh, um, you know, we'll figure out what to do with the R-Pod. We, you know, making decisions on, you know, what to do Mm -hmm. with that. And let's go ahead and find a a truck to, you know, to buy and to build out. Right. Let me put a little time out in here because there was one other major thing that happened. We've never talked about this. Um, And we had come back to Spokane. It was at the same time that we decided to sell the, um, the, the gladiator. Um, we'd, We'd been having trouble with our dog. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And uh, there were some tendencies. We've been having trouble with our dog in relation to other dogs, other humans. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. When Asher came on the scene. Right, right. Yeah. Well, we knew that there were some tendencies once Asher was born. We saw some um, aggression aggression issues um, between him and Asher, or her and Asher, but, um, but it was always somebody living in a house where we could give, uh, Mishka the space. And, yeah. um, 
we were at a crossroad too of do we how how much do we invest money into training this out of her or can you train this out of her and all of that <sighs> then we sold the house and we went on the road and we thought okay well it's just us and Mishka and yeah. um uh well it's it I think it sent Mishka over the edge it was too much um we tried a lot of things while we were traveling um we gave her a lot of weed we actually did well was it actual weed or was well, it? Well, it was doggy treat. Weed? It was like CBD treats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were trying a lot of different things. We were trying to train her differently. Just to calm everything. her down. Yeah. But um, but we did have a line that if she crossed it, we were going to have to do something. And she crossed it a couple of times. She started biting you and I, um, while we were traveling. Um, and not just like nips or whatever. Like she drew blood on me a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in situations that didn't seem no. relevant for her to have done that. And uh, and she showed aggression towards Asher while we were traveling. And so we were always keeping them separate and that sort of thing. And then when we had come back to Spokane, um, September, October-ish, um, we were here actually at this yeah. campground, I think. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden she turned on Asher and she... I she just remember, I remember he, he was playing on the table and he dropped a toy and he got off the table and went to pick up his toy and she like lunged at him. Yeah. Like to where we had to like. It wasn't even Mishka's toy. It was <clears throat> Asher's toy. Yeah. And, and like bared teeth, snarling. And Asher popped her was. teeth. Like, like that's how forcefully she was. I mean, like it was. It was It real. scared the shit out of us. And it scared Asher. It terrified Asher. And he was fully aware that. Ash, or Mishka just bit me, and um, and she didn't actually make contact, but but still, yeah. No, she she did. She just didn't draw blood. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so at that point, we decided that this was not going to work because obviously Asher's, you know, the priority to us. We started calling everyone yeah. we could possibly think of to call. Everyone, no one, shelters, no one, would animal her. rehabilitation places. I mean, like. Like everyone, we mm -hmm. were calling everyone, and it was came down to the same things over and over and over again. Are so, they aggressive towards other dogs, mm -hmm. and are they aggressive towards humans? Sorry, we can't take her. Yeah, because everywhere like, we traveled, she we had to keep her back because it was limiting everything that we could do because she was so aggressive to other dogs, even going yeah. hiking, all of it. Yeah, um, and it was. Like, she just, you could see it in her eyes. Like, she'd just gone crazy. Like, she would just, she was this wonderful, loving dog, and then all of a sudden, she But was we never like, knew when she was going to turn. No, it was like this thing, like, she wasn't there anymore. Yeah. So, it was really hard, because she was my tumor dog. She was born the day that I got my tumor removed. And just, I felt like she was meant to be with me. Um, and, uh, but I also um, felt like we were... Whatever it was that we were doing and whatever it was that she was doing was creating um, an unsafe situation for all of us. So um, the only place that would take her, the only place from Coeur d'Alene through all of Spokane, um, said if we take her, we'll have to put her down. And the reality was is that we couldn't actually trust that putting her into another household, that, that other humans would be safe, that other dogs would be safe. And so, um, that was a hard decision that we made. And, 
um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we just, we haven't really talked about it because it was, um, not one of those things that we were ever anticipating in this. We actually thought because we used to take her camping with us all the time and she was so happy every time we went somewhere, she was so happy, but something snapped in her after Asher was born and she was never right again. Um, so I'm sure people could listen to this and they could say, you could have done this and you could have done that. And, uh, you should have seen this and you should have seen that, but this was our world and this was what we were faced with. And this was the hard, hard decision that we made and we made it to save us. We made it to save Asher and we made it to save other humans and other animals that we were traveling around all the time. So that happened. And then we were in, in talks of what happens next with this, um, with a gladiator and whether we build. And I think when we made the decision about Mishka, it, uh, she was on the table for us in terms of how we lived and what we did. And, um, uh, so it's not that it freed us to make the decision. It just opened the door that the decision could be made. Um, we didn't know it at the time that we made the decision about Mishka, but if, within the following weeks, we realized we're actually at this crossroad. We can do this. Um, it's just you and I, right? So yeah, we s- and I... What? We haven't really spent much time talking about all that, but it, it's still, it's just like heavy. Um, it's a dark space in our journey. Yeah. A really, really dark space. Yeah. Um, and... There is no world in which I would have chosen my dog over my grandchild. There just isn't. And that was the moment that we were faced with. I remember, um, and it heavily influenced my my decision-making with Mishka. But I remember a extended family member, that's all I'll say, <clears throat> who had a, a very aggressive and violent dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and crazy, crazy dog. <laughs> like this dog, like they would always keep it on a. Like, I need more. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you can top me <laughs> off while you're at it. I get it. Keep keep. No, nope, just right there. You there the you go. There you go. Um, but a dog that would like they would. They would like during the day they would keep it chained up outside, which you know is not a great environment for a dog. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, the, and if you would like walk around the side of their house, the dog would hit the end of that chain, standing on its hind legs, straining at the chain, teeth bared, like snarling and trying to get at you. And then you would say to it, you know, call its name and want to go for a walk. And it would drop to all fours, tail waggy. You could walk right up to it, put a leash on it, take it for a walk, you know, come back after half a mile, chain her back up, go around the edge of the house, come back around and bam, hit the edge of the chain, trying to eat you again. I mean, yeah. crazy dog. And um, I remember one time, um, you know, there they, you know, there was a schoolmate who was um, came over to spend the night. And the dog would come in and spend the night inside and was sleeping in the hall. And the, the friend got up to use the, the bathroom in the middle of the night. And the dog jumped up and bit her on the breast to where she had to have like stitches. I mean, like, like bad, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and they still kept the dog. And I always just thought, like, all that time, I was like, you've got to do something. This dog is dangerous. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, it it bit a friend, you know? And it, that wasn't the only person it bit. It had bit multiple people. Um, it is obviously something not right with it, the way that mm-hmm. it you know, <laughs> reacts to people. And... <clears throat> And I just, and, and that's a thing that had, was yeah. playing through my mind mm-hmm. with Mishka was that I will never choose this dog over Asher right, um, or anyone else for that matter. But, but I didn't think that meant I didn't think putting that was her the down. Only, I didn't think that was the only option. Like we kept hearing about people that rehabilitated dogs and biting but, dogs and all that kind of stuff. And it was like, and we, and we talked with them and they were like, Sorry. Aggressive towards dogs, aggressive towards humans. We could probably handle one or the other, but when you got both, sorry, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. It was a it was a harsh reality. <clears throat> um It was yeah, it was It was a it was a dark it was a dark moment and um I think <laughs> you know, I talked uh, at the beginning of this episode of the the picture, the social media picture that you have of van life. And Mishka was in that, right? Mm. You know, you have these hikes that you go on, you adventure yeah. with your yeah. dog, and, you know, and Jeeps and dogs that go together, and, like, we had ticked all the boxes here on... Yeah, and she was a really cool-looking dog. Uh, Everybody yeah, she talked was. about it. I mean, it was like... But we got to a point where we, <clears throat> you and I were scared of her. Yeah. And uh, and we're like, we live in really close quarters to be this afraid of her. Yeah. Um, not that she'd do something in the middle of the night or anything crazy like that. It was just, you never knew. She was knew, unpredictable. Unpredictable. You never knew when she was going to turn yeah. on you. And, uh, and so, um, and if we go back, we could track back and we can see aggression from the time she was a pup, but living in a house, it was a different situation. Able to right. It differently, yeah. Anyway, that big thing happened and we had to move right on. <laughs> And, uh, I don't know that either of us probably processed that very well. And, um, we got to this place where we had to make this decision. We sold the gladiator back to the dealership. Um, three days after we sold the gladiator back to the dealership, I get a a message from a friend of mine, um, who was a doctor friend of ours in the community. We worked cooperatively with multiple times and he sent me a picture of our gladiator and he said, I just want you to know it went to a good home. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh, and he was as much a Jeep fanatic, probably even more than right. we were. And it just felt so good to know. And he said, um, he said, if you know, relative or friend of his worked there at Dishman and said, when this gladiator came back on the floor, said they let me know and he goes i know that gladiator i've been watching it for months and uh and so he knows where it's been he gets the jeep badge he promised me he would earn it (laughs) Um, only put one on it (laughs) yeah uh but it was it it did my heart well to know that something that was a part of this story actually gets to continue a story that i get to continue to watch um it's just a truck but it do you ever follow it though what? Do you ever look in on it and I try. jealous? And... I try, but he doesn't post about it very much. So, um, anyway. Um, it was a bad breakup. I, you know what? Well, they haven't taken me off the updates like, you need an oil change. I know. <laughs> and I was like, oh. 
<laughs> he needs to go get his oil changed. <laughs> I need to get that off of there, but it just came up last week. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, so it just did my heart good to know sure. where it went and how it's being used. And, and he's such an outdoor adventurer that I just know they're going to have a blast yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, so um, we take the, the money we got back from the Gladiator and we said, okay, it's build time. We can't even pull our trailer anywhere right now. Right, it's right. sitting somewhere and right. we have to have a vehicle. And we found this crew buggy. Yeah. And we didn't know it was a crew buggy at the time. We just thought it was an old forest, forest service truck. Right. That's a mouthful. Um, and uh, we go to Bend, borrow a car, go to Bend. We check this thing out. We bring it back. Not enough, but we checked it out. <laughs> well, you couldn't have checked that out. Um, so check out YouTube. <laughs> You'll find out that the axle was not in one piece. Um, but we uh, we had originally been looking for an ambulance um, because we thought for living on the road, this was going to be an easier conversion than trying to actually build the whole box sure. on an FMTV or something, you know, military vehicle of some kind. Well, the problem was is that ambulances were getting trendy for conversions, and so they were getting not only bought also, up, yeah. there were a were bunch, expensive. and then all of a sudden there were none. Yeah, and <laughs> like when you, you couldn't did find, find them, them anywhere, yeah. Uh, when they were originally going for under ten grand for these things, uh, they are now twenty five, thirty grand for. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was getting nuts. So we found this one, and uh, we thought, hey, it's a similar box, it's a similar chassis. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole thing. Yep. And we thought we can build something in there and that could be really cool. Yeah. So we went to bed, bought it, came back. Part of that story is on Instagram or I mean, um, uh, YouTube as far as some of the conversions that we did. But this is October and we're still living in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And we're pulling a trailer behind us. Yeah, but we were, th that was fine. We were it just going to use it as a tow vehicle for a as, period of time. Yeah. I'm like, we'll build it later. Yeah. And we were, we had this opportunity with um, some friends that we had met at the Overland Expo the year before, yeah. almost July last year, Yeah, who did an ambulance conversion um, to go to Mexico and stay on their property down there yeah. um, for the winter. And because uh, that R-Pod is not a winter R-Pod. <laughs> no. And uh, as we found out, well, as we that's found, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> and so we get, uh, we get this. We're like, let's go to Mexico. We have a free place to stay. All we have to do is get there. And um, so we start planning for that. We're gonna yeah, go like hardcore planning. We're, yeah, yeah. We're gonna be a little set. later than them, but we we were gonna stay here for Thanksgiving, and then we were. We gonna started head down. contacting people on the way. We're like, we're gonna be here on this date to come see you. Are you available? You know, are yeah. you home? All this kind of stuff. I mean, we had, like, we had it planned. Yeah. And then I started looking into what are the requirements for crossing well, you decided, the border. Well, you decided maybe you should just well, check no, up on I, that. I mean, what does it take to cross the border yes. with an RV? Yes. But in my mind, in my <laughs> chronic optimism, it was like, lots of people do it all the time. We'll just do it. We'll just mm -hmm. figure it out when we get there. Yeah. I grew up in Arizona, and I know that there are things you can and can't do to cross the border. Yes. But I'm just saying, this is the trouble that I get us into. Uh, yeah. Ah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So, in that process... A border crossing. I did this with a border crossing. <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a disease. Okay. okay. 
I should be. You should check me in somewhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Anyway. Oh, you thought about it. <laughs> I see. Yeah. I yes. See. <laughs> if, if only you knew how to drive the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I do know how to drive it. I just haven't actually done it. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. Yeah, that's why you haven't checked me in anywhere yet. No. I now live in the living <laughs> Anyway. Uh, um, so yeah, you check. You check. I checked. Just see. And, what does it take to get know, over the, the you know, Yeah. Well, our vehicle was currently registered as a commercial vehicle. Right. <sighs> and you cannot uh, cross the border into Mexico no, no. with a commercial vehicle over 10,000 pounds. Yeah. No. We weight. were you know, twice that yeah. easy, twice that plus. And, uh, <laughs> so it, well, like, okay. You can't cross it with a commercial vehicle without a specific, like, like delivery plan or I can't remember what it's called, but like, like, like you have like the paperwork that says I'm commercial. I'm crossing for commercial purposes. I'm going here. I'll be back right, on right. this date. Like you can't right. just, Oh, we're just going to go hang out. Like that's not okay yeah. with a commercial vehicle. Yeah. And, and the Baja is, pretty liberal in terms of what you can and can't do crossing the border. You don't sure. need visas and all that sort of thing. But so we were like, crap, now what? What do we do for the winter? Like, what do we do? We got to get, a, we got to get to again, Mexico. Our pod is not, not winter, 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 winter. Yeah. Ready. So, uh, so we're like, okay, this money we cashed out on, we spent a little bit of it on the purchase of this truck and we're like, well, we'll just get through the winter in Mexico. And then when we come back, in better right. weather, we right. will do the conversion. Right. No, that's not what the Travises did. No. We, we decided, decided instead. Let's take all that money. And let's and just do it now. Let's just do the conversion now. Here it is. We'll get. I've got a plan. Here's a, you know, day by day, I'll do this on this day. And I'll do this on this day. And I'll do this on this day. And we'll have to push it a little past Thanksgiving. But I'm pretty sure that right after Christmas... We'll be able to hit the road from Mexico in our brand new home, fully finished. <laughs> our project that we say over and over again, people regularly take six, eight months, 12 months. a year. <laughs> and I'm and, like, I can do it in one month. <laughs> and they live in a house somewhere where they're not actually trying to live yes, in the thing they're building. But chronic optimism. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I can... It, Listen, if everything just works out just right, I'll do this on this day, this on this day, and this on this. Yeah. We'll, we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do remember you coming to me and saying, I'm being pretty liberal with this oh, yeah. schedule. Yeah. So there's a what lot have you, of cushion. What have you learned in this process? <laughs> Can we just talk about that for a second? What have you learned <laughs> in this whole process when Casey comes to you and says, so I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned that any time... I want you to love sell me for a my house. Body, right? Not for my brain. <laughs> this is not where I was going. That anytime I want to sell a house, all I have to do is get you to remodel it. And as soon as it's finished, then we sell the house. But, uh, but, but that until be, then, that could be six years, eight I years. Live in it, waiting for the remodel. Okay. So I'm like, oh, Jesus. Okay. What, okay. What no, this is not about that. Um, no, honestly, though, uh, we, we, we looked up what it would take to get this rig, uh, licensed as an RV, yeah. which meant we could cross the border. No problem. Right. And go through all of the things in the state of Washington and what it were, would require. And we thought, okay, if we Let's can at it. least get it to this, yep. we can do that. Yep. And then we'll leave the trailer behind and we'll just go. Yep. 
So we get past Thanksgiving and uh, we are like, we have a week or two before we need to leave. Have we done it? I go to schedule the inspection with the Washington State Patrol and they say, I don't want to see you. I don't do these inspections. All you have to do is walk in and tell them this is what it is. Have this thing, you know, notarized and that's it. And then we didn't even need the notary. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and we literally walked in and out in 15 minutes. They never looked at our didn't rig. Didn't look at anything. Didn't want to oh see it. We kept all the receipts from all the stuff we did. Because we, we said they said we'd have to submit every receipt for yeah. every. By the way, I, you know we're kind of laying this out like as if I actually did what I said I was going to do in a month. Well, we were getting to the point where we were like, okay, what's the bare minimum to pass this inspection? Yeah, and so I got through the bare minimums of what yeah. it would take, and you know, and said, okay, you know, and by the way, twelve hour days, seven Ooh. days a week. No, it was. It was insane. And what the I worst winter we have ever and experienced in Spokane. Anybody that's been around here knows that it was the, the winter of the 2022 earliest is on the record books. Fucking coldest winter that we've had in I don't know how long, you know, and I'm out here trying to build a truck in like negative 10. Negative 10. I'm just like, you know. Okay. Well, we so stay- to my credit. I was not planning for negative 10 in my (laughs) calculations. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So, on top of this, my mom's coming into town, right? Yeah. She's going to spend the holiday here. She's going to stay maybe till March or April in a mobile home that she had purchased um, prior to COVID, went through COVID in that, the COVID time in that, and decided this sucks because, you know, living alone in an elderly retirement, retirement community. community during COVID does suck. Right. And um, and she... Uh, she sold it. She sold it. But with, stayed friends with the people she sold it to. Yeah. And so then they uh, offered, hey, we're going to you somewhere in southern Arizona. Arizona, right. Smart. Right. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Rocket scientists. Oh my god! Um, brain surgeon they're level like, genius. Get out of Dodge and uh, <laughs> and ask my mom to come and stay in it. So she does. She arrives a couple weeks or about a week before Thanksgiving, yeah. and this place is disgusting. It's a shit show. It. I mean, literally, literally disgusting. Shit showing. <laughs> Um, I, I've never walked into a place with, well, I've probably seen more filth, but this was disgusting. And, and I think there was that added thing of like, she was showing up with bags in hand, expecting to be move in ready. And it was not. It oh, was not. And in the middle of the coldest winter that we've had on record, oh my God. no heat in the house. The heat didn't work. So <laughs> we're buying heaters to try and keep this place warm and... Just to, until they, you know, they can fix it. And everybody's heaters in Spokane were breaking. And, like, it was just a sh- Oh, my God. And so I went and while you were in Coeur d'Alene, because you were using the Makerspace up there, which was yeah. amazing. Makers, yeah. yeah. Gizmo yeah, yeah. was top notch. Yeah. Um, we yeah. couldn't have done this without Gizmo. Oh, my God, no. Um, but uh, I'm staying. I'm going back and forth. So yeah. I'm staying a lot of time in Spokane with my mom because there's so much snow. I am out there shoveling it every day. And making sure she is okay. And we're sleeping on the couches because there is, for some reason, blood on the sheets. And we're not about to sleep in the bed. 
And um, not so, to mention mouse shit in the everywhere. chairs. There was mice. Like it was just <laughs> oh like God. we were just at awful. that point we were just like uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. This is it. Nope. This and is so right. So my mom and I. This is about right. My mom and I are sleeping on the couches. Fortunately, they're the couches that she had in the house. She sold it with the house. Oh yeah, and the and the handwritten note, post-it notes, don't flush toilet paper down the toilet. <laughs> I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> We're like, uh, you lived here. You own the this place. Is There's America, no bitch. <laughs> no we problem. We flush with our toilet, toilet paper here. Oh my god. Um, oh, by the way. Never an issue with flushing the toilet paper. For some reason, they just wanted to fucking punk us. You know? I guess. I don't know. Anyway, my mom's going to be so embarrassed that I'm talking about all this. But None of it is her fault. No. It doesn't have anything to do with no, her. No, but... Okay, so we're this is like a high-stress situation where we're living on the very surface of this house because every corner of it is so dirty. Yeah. And uh, we do have Thanksgiving there, so we are we do have a place for everybody to yeah. come together. Well, because we went in and we cleaned the shit out of it. Yeah, literally, not, not all of it, but we yeah, cleaned we cleaned the shit. Out of yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so you finish as long as you as much as you could at the makerspace, then you move the rig to this place, this spot. Yeah. And um, but but I'm back and forth staying with my mom, helping her actually be able to live in this house, um, shoveling the snow so she can actually. Yeah, we were walk. seeing each other on weekends. Yeah. Anyway, um, it, yeah. So my mom made the decision. I can't stay here, which was a good decision. Oh yeah. 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 And so, um, we realized, um, in that same decision-making process, we can't go to Mexico. Yeah. We weren't ready. There was enough still to be done on this rig. The truck, as much as I was like in my eternal optimistic cloud you know of no it'll be fine it'll be fine it was not livable yet well and here was the other thing our friends down there were telling us that if you come with supplies to finish your build they can tax you in mexico (laughs) for those supplies they need to be affixed to it yeah um because if you're coming with just materials they're going to tax you and we're like okay We've spent like every dime we have yep. on this build yep. and we can't afford that to happen. And the thought that we could end up in Mexico and not be able to get back out because of all of this and not whatever. Like, it was just the, I mean, it was, it was like, just the thing like we, like we were finally, but we, I was finally starting to go, maybe everything isn't just going to work out. <laughs> maybe. I mean, there's a, there's a slight possibility that everything isn't just going to be fine because I think it is. <laughs> well, and honestly, I was getting to a place where I was watching you work on this rig all day, every day. And I was it, so fucking stressed out. You were so stressed out. I I didn't even recognize you as a human anymore. Not that you weren't human. You I didn't were, res- recognize you. You were you. of the gladiator. No, you no. Were... <laughs> My other lover, the gladiator. <laughs> If only, if, if only. only I still had gladiator in my life. God. No, um. But instead, I have you. No. A shell of a human. No, it wasn't that. Okay, let me finish what I'm saying. It was that I didn't recognize you as you anymore. Yeah. I saw someone who was gonna have a heart attack in any moment. Like that's how stressed out you were. Yeah. And we had this conversation. 
none of this is worth that. Yeah. And so we stopped. And we said, okay, let's first take a day where we don't do anything. And we went, and you had your first pedicure. We went and watched a movie. We did. We, we like, we took a little mini vacation. Yeah. It, was, it was just to the... Out at the casino. Northern Quest Casino here. Yeah. But it's a, it was a nice hotel, mm-hmm. a nice theater. We went and got a spa treatment. <laughs> you know, yeah. We had really, we had, a, I think we had a nice dinner. Nice room. We just, we just stopped. Because yeah. we hadn't stopped. We hadn't stopped yet. Yeah. And we just, like... And, and it was the best thing that we did. Yeah. And uh, and we said, okay, no more time frames. No more that dates. That was the decision we came yeah. to. Yeah. No more dates. We stopped This planning. gets done yeah. when it gets done. Yeah. And if we're going to um, lose ourselves in it, then none of it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't stop working on it. No, but it wasn't. And I, I, I mean, I still worked hard. But when it was dinner time. Mm-hmm. I came inside and we had dinner together, you know, mm-hmm. and we, you know, some things like that where it was just like, we're, I'm not going to kill myself. Yeah. So, um, we made this decision. Um, my mom had said, I'm going to be out at the end of January Yeah. and she was going to fly home after my birthday. Um, kind of day before Valentine's day, I think is yeah. when she was set to fly home. And we, um, and we thought, okay, we'll just, we'll just figure this out. We'll yep. stay here till my mom leaves and then we'll get out to warmer weather and it is what it is. Whatever it is at that point, that's what we live with. And then, um. Well, and there was this point in there too, where you were really realizing that you haven't had this kind of time with your mom. Yeah. And you were like, listen, she's going to be leaving again. We're not sure where we're gonna be. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna. We're not sure when we're gonna get like a concentrated amount of time with her again. Let's just make the most of this time. Um, yeah. Like those decisions were being made completely on their own. Yeah. And yeah. then. But it's somewhere in the midst of that, we were also under this pressure. We were running out of money. Yeah. This is all costing us a lot. Your business wasn't taking off. I got to the point where I started realizing I really need to find a job again. And so I started job hunting, but I'm also have to finish this vehicle because this is our home. And when your mom heads back to Arizona, like the plan was that we're on our, we're on our own. We don't have a landing spot anymore. And we need to be self-sustaining at that point. And you know, yeah. So, uh, end of January comes and we, we've got a couple weeks before she flies out. So we took her over to Sydney's house. Uh huh. And she was going to stay two weeks with Sid uh-huh. until you're, you know, celebrate Again, your birthday. on a couch, because we, you know, we live on couches now. And <laughs> Well, she was. We were going to, at that point, we had gotten to the point where the truck was where we could actually sleep in it. Sleep in, it. Uh-huh. in fact, and I think that was our first things. night sleeping yeah, we, yeah. Anyway. It, it, so we're just yeah. on the on the curb outside the apartment complex. Yeah. The next day after that, uh, Sydney texts me and says next day after what we what were only the next day we were only one day into this we were really only, yeah jesus yeah and th- we have this thing with three hours into our thing <laughs> one hour, one day into okay, our thing go ahead, yeah go it's ahead. a thing um and sydney texts me and says uh, i grandma went with me to go pick up asher and 
her speech is really, I can't understand her, and this is really weird, and, and I said, okay, um, let's get her back to the house, and I'll meet you there. So, I went over to the house. Yeah. Uh, my mom seemed fine in the moment. So but she, she was very quiet. But she was very quiet. Um, and there's a point where I'm not wanting to, like, create a problem that isn't there, so I need to kind of observe myself. So I start helping Sydney with dinner, and I realize, after I helped for a little while, I went and sat with my mom. I'm like, how are you doing? And she can't talk to me. I'm like, she's been sitting there in the living room trying to talk, and she can't. Oh, my heart is just yeah. heart. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. She was, and she tells us now, she was trying to tell you that something is was wrong. wrong. And she couldn't say it. And she it. couldn't say it. And, um. And then it passed for a moment, and she was able to get her words out and tell me, I'm not okay. And um, so as I'm sitting there talking to her, and we're talking, reflecting back to what had just happened, um, she can't talk again. And her words are so garbled. And I said, it's time to go to the hospital. Take her to the hospital. She's in a full stroke. And um, then our world changed. Again. <laughs> yeah. And, um... This is her second stroke. The first was a brainstem stroke about seven years ago. This was a frontal uh, left lobe, or not a frontal, a left lobe uh, stroke that affected her speech. And oh my God. The world changed at that moment. I spend the next, like, four days. I don't even know. I've lost time at the hospital with her. Um, we were so fortunate. One, that she, to have a stroke, to have it here in Spokane. Because God, the hospital. We were at Holy Families where we they took her. absolutely and, phenomenal. And I went, I know people <clears throat> who work ICU in Holy Family. I start texting them. My friend Toby uh, used to work there. She works in admin now. But my friend Jackie Caps um, works uh, in, the ICU. in the ICU. And I said... And she was like... She was there. She helped she my mom. Amazing. She amazing. <laughs> and, um, uh, and then Jackie also worked it out with a hospital that we could stay there in the parking lot and have electrical hookups. So we actually just parked in the parking lot. And then every day I went in. Every day? Like at... Yeah. Like, when Nine o'clock. They, they I said went it in. was time for you to go. You went out to the to the right. truck, and when it was visiting yeah. hours in the morning, you walked right in the hospital and yeah. And I would send my mom a picture, looking from our rig to her towards her hospital room window, and I said, "I'm right here." <laughs> and um, so we did that together, and um. And you said to me, "If we had gone to Mexico." Yeah, so I believe that Mom and I were meant to journey that together. It was sacred space, if there ever was any. Um, so the reality of her recovery, um, we know with stroke uh, survivors, is that the sooner you can get the rehab, the better the outcome can be. So um, 
uh, Spokane is a much better place than right. Prescott, Arizona right. for her to be for that rehab. So uh, the game changed again. Sorry, that was really disgusting. Um, <laughs> Uh, I know. I just realized how loud it was because I could hear it. <laughs> Your headphones. <laughs> so I was like, "That's so gross." I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's what everybody's thinking right now. No. Like, My oh, God, God, Jessica! Why did you? What snap? the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the only thing on their mind right now. They're like, "It is now." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, leave it to us to find some way to break the tension. Um, so, uh, so she is here in Spokane, um, having rehab. Stayed with Sydney for a couple of weeks, but then Kaylee got a new apartment, and so she's actually living with Kaylee right now while we, you know, do the rehab, the physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, driving therapy. Can we just say for a moment too that I, I don't want to get into any of it, but there were also a couple other major events that kind of transpired, you know, with our girls and with Asher and all that kind of stuff that we're just kind of just leaping over right now because it was just like, it's just, it's a lot like all the things to say. And, and, and what has happened in this time is that our family, our little family has sucked together like super glue. Yeah. And it's just like, we're just there. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, this is all sucked. Winter sucked. Not going to Mexico sucked. Having to sell the, you know, not having to, but the decision to sell the gladiator and buy the truck and. Yeah, it's a white privilege suck. It's a white privilege suck. There's no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Jesus, I made you laugh while you were drinking your wine. I'm sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. But uh, but still in that, like the, okay, getting like, okay, we have to get the truck finished and all that sucked. I mean, all of it yeah. sucked. And then here we are like going, but look at this. Look at this little family. Yeah. I think if anything rose to the forefront for us. It was that we may have sold our house to go have an adventure together, but we don't have a full life without our family. Yeah. And oof, can we mention that Asher is a really tight tether to oh our life? Oh, my God. We did. I don't know how we missed this one. <coughs> yeah. But we were not ready to be apart from him for oh any gosh. amount of time. <laughs> and like, how the fuck did we miss that? We How the are fuck do we suckers to that? Like we start, like we we leave over to the coast for a couple weeks, and we're just like, we gotta get back. back. We gotta go. We gotta get back. Kid. And we're talking about going to Mexico for fucking four months. Do you know what happens? He becomes a grown ass man. He's growing a beard <laughs> in four months. He's like he's dating. He's like, you know, oh, <laughs> like, and I'm like, and we were thinking that that was okay to be yeah. to miss this crucial period of time well, in his life. I think I think what we realized this is going to be a long episode, but it's not that long. Um, what we realized was that because Asher and Sydney lived with us from the time he was born. You know, they moved out on their own February. We sold the house at the end of April. Yeah. And we thought, this is 
this is them setting free, getting their wings, yep, they're going to fly, that's what we all were of saying, that. Yeah. What it actually was, it was like a divorce. Yeah. It, without the animosity. Um, because that's all under Asher understood was that we all uh, live together we're, and now we don't. Yeah. And um, so even though we were having these adventures with him, he didn't understand. Yeah. And um, and we had some beautiful adventures with him. There's yeah. no doubt. Um, but uh, he didn't know what to do with us being gone. So we've been back here in Spokane since October, September, October. And uh, we don't know what's next. You know, um, we're here because, uh, you know, my mom is living with uh, our oldest, Kaylee. And um, Wait, for an undetermined <clears throat> amount of Yeah, time. we don't know how long therapy will be. Yeah. And so, but we're all in for it. The whole right, family right, right. is like, this is where this is us right now. This is we're we're together on this. So, we're gonna make sure that this this goes right. Sydney works from home. <clears throat> Kaylee works from home. Yeah. You I now, now work from home. You now work. From you home. work from home. Um, but I'm the only one with the flexible right. schedule. You know, in terms of yeah. what that looks like. So I'm uh, borrowing Kaylee's car, and we're doing the you know the PT, the OT, whatever yeah. is needed, and. um and we're helping mom uh, have a place that she can call home and also get the therapy she needs. Um, had she gone back to Prescott, she would have had to do this uh, going back to Phoenix, which would have been a whole other ordeal. So this is just, and it's just been it's amazing. Hour I have drive to say, one way? The no, 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 several or? hours. Um, oh, but, really? Yeah. So all the therapy would have been in Phoenix, so there's no places. Well, in... it's. Uh, it's a, a little bit of an unknown, but the type of therapy that she needed was going to probably be needed yeah, in Phoenix. Yeah. So um, the resources that she but needed. But she would have to start all over again. So here's, of, yeah. here's the amazing thing. So, you know, we've all been through the medical stuff here in Spokane yeah. like crazy. All, or every family member has. And the one thing that we have learned is that Spokane has an amazing medical community. It does. And our time with the running groups connected us with much of that medical community. And I had an exceptional experience uh, with my uh, tumor and craniotomies. And um, I knew that uh, we are, here in Spokane, we are known for our heart hospital, right? Yeah. Which is closely tied with stroke. And uh, so the systems are in place for, for really good stroke therapy. Uh, post-stroke therapy. Um, uh, Holy Family has been unbelievable yeah. in how we've been able to resource. When I would have to make phone calls, they already knew I was coming. They already had things arranged. They're doing everything it, for us. It, it, it's blowing my mind. And I couldn't say enough good things about this experience. And because of that, um, they've been able to pretty much give my mom all of her care at no expense to her which is amazing. And, um, and her therapy has been going great. She's making progress. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. I wouldn't trade this for anything. Uh, well, I would trade that she never had the stroke, sure, but sure, sure, sure. having had the stroke, um, our future is unknown now. Well, I guess it always has been, but it really is. Unknown. Yeah. But we used to think that we had, yeah, we could just it. decide to go here and decide to go there. We made plans and, as if, we were in control. But I think the reality that we faced was that um, we have, as a family, we've been through a lot. And 
as much as we don't really want to have gone through all of those things, um, because of it, we're pretty tight yeah. as a family. And we need each other. And it's okay to say that. Yeah. Um, I really want to go to the beach. Um, and I think all of us do. That's where all of us find our right. respite. But, right. um, but we're also just... We're just looking at, okay, what is today? What will tomorrow need? Right. Let's do what tomorrow needs. We are not in a situation where our future has any um, stability past April. Right. And we don't know what's going to happen. We need to make money. We need to figure this out. Oh, I'm making bank, baby. No, you're not. Um, I'm, I'm I mean, gonna, I'm going to make mean, bank, baby. You're making more than me. Um, <laughs> but uh, when, when people say, follow your dreams, I have a whole new relationship with that uh, phrase now. Following dreams is hard as fuck. It really, really is. Yeah. And um, did we make bad decisions along the way? Probably. But they definitely. Were the... <laughs> I don't know what they are. Exactly, but it's but... not like one big decision landed us in this really hard space we're in yeah. right now today. Yeah. This is why a death by a thousand paper cuts makes sense to us because it's oh let's make this decision let's make this decision let's do this let's fix it this way let's problem solve here this makes sense here. And we just keep doing that. Right. And yeah, we don't know. We don't know where we'll be next month. I mean, technically, we'll be here in the. We know exactly where we'll be next month. We are, we are hosting, <laughs> and staying for free in Riverside State Park. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what May will be. No. Um, we don't know. If we're really honest. We don't know where food money is going to come from. Where pay the bills money is going to come from we don't know any of that it's yeah that, well, but you know, here's the, here's the crazy part <laughs> it, really at any point in time that a job stops unless you have a year's worth of you're wages, there anyway you're there anyway so we're not that different we're just highly aware we've always lived paycheck to paycheck we've just almost it's always had a paycheck yeah. <laughs> you know? But, but COVID yeah. changed life for us. You it lost did, your job in COVID. Yeah. And um, we had to play by different rules. Had we not sold the house, we would probably be at this point that we're at today much sooner. Right. Um, we were just, we were at that place. We took advantage of what we had at that moment. And we did the next thing and we did the next thing. And you want to talk about a family that lives in the moment? That is us. <laughs> is it smart? Fuck no. But uh, by a certain set of standards, it's not. Yeah. But it is no less an adventure. No. I do feel like we probably got really lost during this time because I lost. I'll speak for myself. I got lost. Um, I lost myself in this. It has been I've never worked so hard in my life. I've never um, stressed so much in my life as I did since we sold the yeah. house and started living on the road. I mean, it was like stress from day one. Um, this has not been easy. No matter what we put on Instagram, no matter what it looks like, it is hard. It is hard work every time you pick up camp and you move to another one. It is hard when you cross a speed bump and your favorite mug falls out of the shelf and shatters. I know it doesn't matter, but it matters. Like, it's 
it's all the little things. Yeah. It's the thousand paper cuts that just exhaust you at the end. Yeah. And and we were at this point of, you know, like where I was in my, you know, perpetual optimism of saying, but yet at the same time, I wouldn't give up anything. Like I, I, I wouldn't look back for a, a moment. And and even I am now at this place now of just being like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that's it, like, it's pointless. It's pointless to say, what if we hadn't, or what if we'd done things different? Yeah. Or what if we, I mean, that's all pointless, really. I mean, it's, you know, you, it's philosophical. You can talk about it, but it's, you know, it doesn't have any real meaning to it. I think that the thing for me, um, and we got to end this podcast because you're doing a dance over there. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> Okay. Do we, have least, just a, okay. do we have a couple more minutes? Yeah, yeah. But let me just say this. At least I can walk two steps and get to the toilet. Because last week, <laughs> our pee tank froze. <laughs> and we, we couldn't pee. We had to go outside to pee. We have this amazing setup. I mean, setup. not outside. We go into the restrooms so here at the campground. We have this amazing setup. You did such a great job. I can't wait to like do a tour oh, of it. Jesus. But... Yeah. You worked so hard to get all of the plumbing interior so that they didn't freeze. I forgot about the drains. <laughs> the exterior. You know, as soon as we're done with the water, it's exterior. Right. And it's under the truck, and it goes into a gray tank, right? So our pee and our drain water, that's all. We have a composting toilet. Yeah. God. It froze like It froze It, it, it got fucking cold again. Peaceful. It got down to like six degrees here, and everything froze solid. Like we had a giant block of ice under the truck so and all then, the drains. So then what we're up against is we have to be here. We, if we go live on the street somewhere, like just park somewhere, right. we can't pee. There's no place to pee. We can poo, but we can't pee. Right. I mean, like, you okay. Guys, so we're gonna get we're details, gonna we're gonna end details. this so that you can you can go because yes, there's all of that kind of stuff too. But but here I do want to say this. I want to say this that there has been something in all of the stress, in all of the panic at times, in all of the like like I have gone to dark places. Like you've seen it, um, where, you know, I am the perpetual optimist, but man, oh when I am, when I lose my optimism, it is dark. Yeah. Um, and all of that. And, and the one thing that I came back to though, then, and, and we connected on this last night, we connected yeah. on this, like we took some time and we stopped everything and we connected on this. And I said to you, I said, the thing that has become crystal clear in this is that it is we. Like, we are in this together. It's you and me. Mm -hmm. And our family. There is nothing that matters to me more. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it has become, like, so crystal clear. Like, like the reason for being. The reason for getting up in the morning. The reason for continuing on. And, and I'm like, okay. Like, I have always loved you. I've always loved my family. I've always loved my girls. I've always loved Asher. You know, um, that that's never been in question. Um, I've always known that. I've always known you were special. I've always known the girls were special and and all that kind of stuff too, right? But there is something in this where it just literally melts away everything else, and it leaves you with 
okay, what's it about then? What's it about? Um, and so I look at this and I go, you know, do we, do we have to go through all of that just to come to that point? No. But it's become really fucking clear. Yeah, when you actually wish the apocalypse was happening to everyone and not just you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to pee. Okay, so we're, we're going to end it right here. Uh, gonna, we are going to do an episode that um, takes all of our road stories. I was going to say, this was one big fucking road story. That's what well, this was, but, but it was very personal, too. Oh, my too. gosh, I have we to have about so the guy many, who pees in the jars. <laughs> yes, we have so many road stories. So there's no big road story, like, road story right now, because we don't have our proper equipment and all no, that kind of stuff. But we'll, I'm not going to promise anything about, you know, just, about how cool, about, you know, that we're going to be... Uh, regular at this or anything. Don't make me laugh. I'm just talking now to see how long I can go before you pee your pants on your side of the bed. <laughs> Alright, everybody. We love you. Sorry we've been gone so long. We'll see you sometime. <laughs> <laughs>